You said you'd come. Now let's hope you're not too late. Welcome to the Suicide Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, we're all big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the big and small screen, so we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight, and let's get started. My name is Tim. And I'm Scott, and we are the Suicide Squadcast. So Tim, it's been another week. Yeah. A little slow one. Slow week, yep. Slow week, um, but fun part is we're going to actually read some reviews. I kind of miss doing this every once in a while, so. I know, I do I do kind of miss that. You know, it's, it's this little thing where we get to like you know talk about how great we are but let other people do it you know (laughs) (laughs) we get to read what uh, we get to read other people telling us how great we are i mean i don't get that enough in my real life so i need it here it's 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 nice affirmation no no it's it's pretty awesome but uh i was actually pretty excited this past week scott i read some news and we were just kind of talking about this thing kind of lightly and i can't remember if we actually talked about it on this show but you and i have been talking about it isaac asimov's foundation series the foundation trilogy is what it's kind of best known as it's one of these like epic uh space science fiction it's asimov it's asimov i'm sorry i mean that's so i'm sorry I, i'm one of those people who's like you just say asimov and i'm like right yes please <laughs> but it's one of these things like you know I, I read it as a kid and i'm like i i just i adored the series i loved it and i was like man i would love to see them make a film about it and the thing is like the film has been owned by like three different studios in, in the past and they've all like tried to develop a film out of foundation or like some part of the story and they've all given up because it's just like it's always been kind of considered one of these things that it's just like it's unfilmable just because it's so epic but it's but it's it's so much story and not so much like typical kind of like sci-fi action you would normally get right exactly and so so it was like one of these things like okay they, they all just kind of gave up well i just read this past week that apple is actually launching something next march is what they what the word is a new streaming service right yeah a new streaming service and which i actually didn't know a whole lot about but they're actually kind of ramping up a lot of original programming right now. And so they're actually going to develop uh, Isaac Asimov's Foundation series as like a, a long form type series. And I am so excited about that. I'm really kind of excited to see what they do because Apple's so big. It's like, man, I, I wonder if they're going to like how much money they're going to pump into this thing because they could really do something special with that. So I was so pumped to see that. Well, you also were telling me some of the other titles that they apparently are like have in development. I'm just like, dang, that sounds like a lineup. Yeah. You know, I so I'll, I'll be interested in that. The one other thing I just want to remind you is like uh, David S. Goyer is actually going to be involved in this, which is actually kind of cool. So you, we know he can do some sci-fi. You know that. Absolutely. Yeah, just not Martian Manhunter. He does not like Martian Manhunter. <laughs> it does not, no, he does not. Um, so this week I got to watch uh, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay because it finally came out on Blu-ray this week. Yeah. Um, that was so good. I really enjoyed it. That was fun. It's violent. Oh, it's violent. Um, and, and we both like Assault on Arkham and you said this is actually better. In my opinion, this is better than Assault on Arkham okay. for various reasons, which we'll get into later because I think this is a great time to announce that um, because we heard from enough of you, we are going to launch a special series of episodes where uh, Tim and I actually discussed last week, uh, we're actually going to review every DC animated, uh, DC Universe animated original movie. Like all, what, 33 there are right now? Yeah. We're just going to drop little special episodes here or there. But we're, but instead of just doing the continuity ones, we're going to do every single one of them, starting with Superman Doomsday. So we'll eventually get around to talking about Assault Arkham and Hell to Pay and all those movies. Yeah. 
But yes, I thought it was great. Some of the voice casting choices I thought were made me raise my eyebrow. No, I was sold. So it was, it's a fun movie. I, the, the one thing I'll say is I called it a DC Universe grindhouse road trip. Ooh. That was my selling point for Hell to Pay. Wow, that sounds good. Yeah, I have not been able to sit down and watch it yet, but I'm kind of like debating like, should I watch it now or should I just kind of wait till we review it? <laughs> because I, that's going to be quite a while before we get to that. It's going to, it's going to be a while. I wish you just say go ahead and watch it because it's fun. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. I need a good flick like that. I mean, because what is it like about 90 minutes or is it even less? At 80, it's 86 minutes. 86. It's actually longer. Most of them, they, they usually try to make the most like 75 or something. So this one, they actually went like 10 minutes longer than usual. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so Scott and I actually have scheduled our first recording for Doomsday. Superman Doomsday. It's going to be the first one we're going to record. We're actually going to be doing that here real soon. Yes. So be looking out for that. And do not worry. We're, we're, we've kind of talked about whether they'll be like specials or maybe we'll just use them when, a, when there's a slow news week or when one of us needs a week off. You know, so do not worry. I know there was some concern that they would replace uh, a news episode. That's not our intention. That's not our intention. Yeah. No. But, uh, we, you know, every once in a while we do need, you know, we, we have time, you know, we're busy guys and sometimes we might need to take a week off. I mean, we've done pretty good for the last two and a half years. We've rarely had to do that. I think we've only ever missed one week in two and a half years. But we had, re- but we still, re- but, you know, you keep on saying that, but we still released an episode that week. We did. Yes. Like, it, it still happened. Yes. It just happened a couple days earlier. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, just as a reminder, we are members of the Suicide Squad Council Network. Uh, that does include Ray and Brent over there with Fans Without Borders talking about all the geeky stuff. That is a must-listen show, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, DC TV Squadcast, All Hell Bebo. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> where they're talking about CW and uh, and all the DC shows there. Yep. And then we also have a DC Comics Squadcast with Chris and Jordan and those guys. Um, it, it's been a real busy time for Chris lately. <laughs> so, so they've been putting out an episode, like one big episode every two weeks. It's like a mega, like they release a mega episode. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little secret about Chris. I mean, other than being a rock star, he's also does accounting. And it's tech season. <laughs> it's tech season. So he's nowhere to be found at this point. Busy. <laughs> so yeah, go check those guys out. I, I, those guys are the only things that kind of keep me up to date with DC Comics right now. Oh God, I don't even do that because I just hate spoilers, even though I've got to get caught up because Action Comics 1000 comes out next week. I am looking forward to that. Uh, aside from the red trunks, I, I'm done with the red trunks. I wish they would move on from it. I think I already ranted about that, but like... I thought you did. I th- Or at least... You- <laughs> I'm trying to remember if you ranted about that on air or not. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I know I, I know some people love it. I, I'm, I'm not one of those people. I'm not either. So, uh, well, hey, let's read some reviews. It's been, too, it's been so long. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> we, we have reviews. Yes. And uh, our first one actually comes from the Philippines. Yep. And this is from Nate of House L called Best DC Podcast. Uh, Nate writes, I love how passionate they are about the DC universe. I can relate to both of you so much. All of my opinions about the DCEU have been tackled in this podcast. I've been a DC fan all my life. I'm glad I have this platform to hear the opinions of other people. I love how the DC news I read and the internet are tackled more in depth in this podcast. To all DC fans out there, this is our podcast. Aww. Well, thank you, Nate. Thank you. That is very nice of you. I uh, appreciate the review. Thanks for taking the time to read that or to actually write that. And our next one is actually titled a re-review. And I think I remember this before, but it's from At It's Rainy Out. And this is the updated review. You guys are my go-to DC podcast. I've been listening for months and recently I have started listening during my drive home from the gym. It helps me wind down after my extreme workout regimen as I plan to get jacked so I can audition for Val Zod if 
if the DC reboots keep up the good work. <laughs> and of course, there's a like a crying laughing face after the uh, yes, the, the crying after the uh, the DC reboots. Yes. And then our third review tonight, and our final one we're going to read off comes from Jay Warmy called uh, "Interesting Take on DC." Love the podcast. I like that you guys can get through all the feuding and fanboy love and give honest commentary on DC properties. Keep it up. Except all this Snyder Cut business. LOL. <laughs> well, then maybe you're listening to the wrong podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we are. Look, if you have a problem with that, maybe you need to go listen to like DC on screen or, you know, Holy Bad Cast. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Yeah, we love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> we love Dave and Jason and Jamie and Andy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. We've actually got three more reviews that I actually don't have access to on my phone right now. So I will read. We'll sprinkle those in there maybe next week. Well, I need ne- I, I'm going to need my confidence boost next week anyway. So there we go. <laughs> that's right. So if you have if you want to help build up Scott's confidence, just leave him a flowery review on iTunes. And please, please, I really need it. Yeah, we're not doing the giveaway. We're not doing the iTunes giveaway anymore like we used to, but we will still read your review. And always, guys, we thank you for everything uh, that you say about us. And if it's not just on iTunes, anywhere else, if you feel like we deserve it, please leave us a positive written review somewhere. And, you know, that helps promote our show. Now, there's another way you can help promote our show. And that's if you go to www.patreon.com slash squadcastmedia. You can help support our network of shows. We are a fan-supported network. And, you know, for, uh, you know, there's a lot of different options of how you can support our network. If you do $5 a month, you actually get added shows and added content. We just published two episodes, many episodes of Suicide Squadcast Raw last week. Yeah, that was, <laughs> we talked a little bit about the first one. And then the second one was like the, a lost one. There was like, Tim was like, oh yeah, yeah. I found this one. It was, it, was, it was like the pocket lint of the podcast. It like, was. Hey, I got one of these hanging around somewhere. Yeah. I gave my thoughts uh, on Ava DuVernay on comparing Selma and A Wrinkle in Time and kind of my thoughts about like, you know, what I liked and didn't like about each film. So yeah, then I also love the fact that I was so excited about a Ready Player One <laughs> after the review posted. Yeah. So anyway, and we also have Unbreakable that we'll be reviewing, which will be uh, which we we posting on Patreon. That's coming right up. Exactly. And we'll be recording that coming up. So check that out if you can. We appreciate it. All right. Well, talking a little business news. Uh, it is official now that Rat Pack, uh, Brett Ratner's uh, co-financing entity, uh, they have finally um, the the ties have been severed with Warner Brothers. Uh, just a reminder that last November, allegations surfaced in the long end of the Los Angeles Times that several women, including actress Olivia Munn, had accused Brett Ratner of uh, sexual misbehavior. And then uh, Deadline's reporting that uh, the, as of March, uh, the deal has not been renewed, as we were told it was not going to be. But we did get some interesting numbers that Tim and I found very interesting, because we were very curious about Rat Pack, and they're a co-financier, and like, how much do they actually put into like how much is Warner Brothers going to be losing by not renewing this deal? And Deadline reports that uh, Rat Pack contributed a reported four hundred and fifty million dollars in funding over more than seventy titles. Yeah, and some of those titles included like the Lego Movie, Gravity, American Sniper, Batman v Superman, and uh, s- several others. And and I think actually Rampage, which is out right now, is the I think the last co finance film from Rat Pack. R- right. That that was uh, yeah about six months ago they reported that Rampage was going to be the final one included in that financing deal. And also, a R- Ratner's first look deal has not been renewed as well. Yeah, the thing that's always been real interesting to me about this is because I've never really quite known just how much money they actually fund uh, these films, because you see their names sprinkled all over all, at the beginning of all these different films. And so I always assumed it was like a ton of money. But if you take this $450 million, you know, and with it's spread across 70 titles, and let's just take the average of that, 70 and a $450 million is just 
just under six and a half million dollars per film on average. Now, obviously, some films like, you know, Batman v Superman, will, you know, probably 30, 40 million. Who knows? You know, that's obviously going to be on a higher end of the average. But I'm actually quite surprised by that. Like, I was expecting this to be a lot more money, to be honest with you. Well, to get your logo in the front of the movie, I thought you'd have to pay a little bit more for it, to <laughs> right. be honest with you. Yeah. So, you know, and of course, we said on average, you know, I'm sure like something like Batman v Superman is going to cost a lot more than American Sniper. Right. So I'm sure that there is a um, an equivocal change in how much is co-financed. But still, it doesn't sound like rat, them losing Rat Pack is going to really hurt them that much. And I'm sure there's another financing company that would love to step in and fill that gap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if you figure, I don't know what average budgets are across all these films, but it's probably around 40 to $60 million average budget, I would assume, on some of these films. You know, because there's some of these that have to be pretty low budget. So, but if it was like, let's say it was like 50 million just to do easy math. I mean, it's about 12 to 13% that they would be financing. So, you know, and the thing is, there's a lot of money out there and there's just a lot of people wanting to invest in films and all that. So uh, this this is not going to have any impact on Warner Brothers as far as I can tell. Yeah, well, and I'm also glad to know that based on what we were reporting last November, that they really are dropping Brett Ratner like a hot potato. Yeah. So that, there you go. They, they must know enough to say, yep, there is convincing enough evidence. We don't need to wait for a trial. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, uh, there continues to be some shakeup in management over at Warner Brothers. Uh, we have re- heard from Deadline that Michelle Slavich has been named Executive Vice President for Global Publicity and Strategy at the Warner Brother Pictures Group, and that was announced today. That was announced by Blair Rich, who is the president of Worldwide Marketing. Uh, she will start work on May 29th. Uh, she her job will be to oversee domestic and international publicity and work proactively with her teams for uh, you know developing marketing campaigns. Um, in franchises, all media outlets globally. Uh, she actually is coming from YouTube, where she was the head of entertainment communication. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we. I think one thing we can all agree on is Warner Brothers uh, probably needs a little bit better PR. <laughs> they don't seem to do a real good job with it. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting. We'll just kind of keep an eye on this and see if we see any kind of like a, a PR type changes. You know, one thing with Warner Brothers when it comes to like, especially in on the DC film side, any any kind of like negative uh, stories or rumors that pop up, it's always been kind of Warner Brothers policy to not address them. And they do that basically because they don't want to be constantly addressing things, constant, you know, constantly trying to debunk things. And uh, and I think, you know, in theory, you can kind of say, well, that's that's probably a good strategy. You know, don't feed the beast. But at the same time, like some of these things like take a life of their own and it's probably better to get out in front of that. So we'll we'll see if uh, uh, on a PR standpoint, if, if they actually do a better job of this in the future. Yeah. Well, talking about our uh, next DC CEU release, Aquaman, Yes, which apparently is going to hit the United Kingdom a little bit sooner than we thought. We're still scheduled for December 21st here in the United States, but uh, Digital Spy was able to confirm with Warner Brothers that the UK release of Aquaman has been moved up to December 14th from December 21st. Now, there is still no word whether that date will move up in the United States, but historically, the US and the UK have had the same release date. Yeah, I mean, not always, but at least with DC films they have. Yeah, even though it was kind of fun posting the story on Twitter. I literally posted on Twitter so that I could save the link to post in the show notes later and then had people reacting and then reading the story and going damn you. <laughs> this is the UK. This doesn't do me any good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll get an announcement when uh, the trailer debuts you know, shortly here. Or whenever. Yeah. I still don't, we still don't know when the trailer is going to debut. So we'll see. No worry. We we still are like nine nine months away. So I mean no yeah. hurry. No hurry no. people. We got time. Uh, so or actually seven months. It's like seven months away, right? Uh, four plus 
four or five, four, five, six, seven, yeah, seven eight, months. Eight, seven or eight months. Dead. Somewhere seven in there. Seven or eight months. We're, we're good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an English teacher. You do the math. <laughs> I do do the math. Anyway, so um, we, we got some more Aquaman-related news. Uh, Amber Heard, as as we remember, and we reported on this, I mean, obviously went through a divorce uh, with Johnny Depp. And part of that settlement was, and I can't remember the exact number, but like I, I think she got about a $7 million settlement uh, from the divorce. And she had made a promise at the time that she was going to donate all that money. And uh, and I think she had specifically, I, I don't remember if she had specifically said the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, but uh, this past week, it was actually reported by the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles where they, they put out uh, a little... Uh, the donors list, basically. Just like a donors list. And they thank all the donors. And, you know, especially for some of the uh, the really big dollar donors, they, they, they put a range. Uh, the people in this list donated anywhere from like a million to $5 million. And so Ms. Amber Heard actually showed up in that list. So good on her. I mean, it's just following through with uh, promises that she had made. And uh, if there's any place you want to donate money, I mean, it's just just a fantastic place to do it. And then uh, James Wan was on Twitter actually revealing that they, uh, you know, we've heard they're doing their additional photography. And apparently James Wan has revealed that they are adding a character to the film in these uh, in this additional photography. And that has uh, included uh, Park Randall, who has been added as Dr. Stephen Shin, who is a character that I'm familiar with because of Jeff John's run on the New 52 Aquaman. I will admit my Aquaman ignorance. I do not know if Dr. Shin existed pre-New 52. No, that's the first I had seen Dr. Shin. I think I think it was a creation of, of Jeff John's. John's. Okay. Well, I, I didn't want to assume that. I always like to assume that a character's been around longer. I just wasn't aware of wasn't aware of them, but okay. But um, interesting character. Very much like a pseudo-father figure who then like betrays Arthur because he's really obsessed with Atlantis. So I'm very interested that they're adding in this character. I'm curious how he's going to be added, especially since it's going to be additional photography, even though we've learned how much you can add in additional photography. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm just, it's its just one of those, wow, kind of like what's going on with like New Mutants over at Fox, the idea that like entire roles get added during additional photography. So um, I'll, I'll be interested to see. I mean, I, d- I don't see this as a major ad. I, I kind of see this as like kind of uh, something that kind of fits into Aquaman's origin story. I, to me, that I kind of look at this, you know, that this kind of confirms that we are going to get some kind of like flashback type scenes uh, in Aquaman. That was always kind of a question. We weren't really sure how much of that we were going to see uh, for sure. But this this kind of adds to it. Now, Dr. Shin, at least in Jeff John's run, was a character that was trying to help Arthur Curry uh, learn how to uh, develop and control his powers. And so we can kind of, you know, see maybe a little of that play out. And it might just be like the very beginning, like exploration of this character. And then, you know, the story continues on. And I don't know if I want to give it away, but uh, Dr. Shin's story changes a little bit later on. And so that might be something that we might see play later out, you know, later on in a a sequel or a following type film. But the one thing that we do know about uh, Dr. Shin is, uh, you know, it's been rumored that the trench is going to be part of this film. Well, that that was actually very much part. Dr. Shin was very much part of that story from Jeff John's run. Well, that was the first arc right. in his run. So absolutely. Yeah. And so and we've had a couple people that I've seen that I know are listeners that are get a, get a little bit nervous about these pickups or this additional photography. And I just want to remind people that all blockbusters go through additional photography. There is always additional photography for something that's major, especially big budget films like this. And as you know, filmmakers, when they actually put together the cuts, they can sit back and look and see, did everything kind of come out the way we expected? And, and when you start 
start to see like assembly cuts be put together or some of the initial director's type cuts. So you can kind of see like, okay, we're, we missed the story beat here, or we need some connective tissue there. That's the kind of stuff that when we talk about additional photography, like these things are identified at that time. And this just might be an element that would say that they decided like, hey, this could really help kind of build up this origin story a little bit. So uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be the least bit concerned. I'm just having, I'm just having flashbacks to last year. <laughs> well, this, <laughs> sorry. Yes, but this one's quite a bit different. Like we have uh, well, no indications like we did with Justice League. <laughs> no, no. But we also tried to ignore the indications when it came to Justice League too. So let's right. But I understand why people get a little get a little gun shy. But it goes back to the whole. But this is what movies have done since the beginning of time. So you know. Yep. So we we've. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of cool. So I'm really kind of looking forward to see if like this is going to be something that they're going to build upon. Just don't know. We have no idea. So we have no idea. All right. Well, then moving on to our next release of Shazam. Uh, David Sandberg being <laughs> being being Sandberg. You know, talking about how he is apparently so busy as he says shooting main unit during the day and checking in a second unit during nights the hours that I'm not on set I'm sleeping but we're getting some pretty awesome stuff but then he also said I feel like I need to do another little horror movie or something after this though I'm like of course you do a nice little palette cleanser that's what he does I, I do like to see that he actually used the patented Suicide Squad cast explosion in his little tweet so I think you're stretching I think you're stretching we did not the use that. of the word patent uh, okay well I'd like to think that you like to think a lot of things that aren't correct so you know it's no surprise there well then Zachary Levi has been continuing to be very active on Instagram he does these like he'll do these like live streams and he'll be on that thing for like half hour 45 minutes just answering all kinds of questions uh, he's tried to steer away people from like constantly asking questions about Shazam <laughs> you know understandable uh, you know but uh, he's such an interesting guy to just watch and I was actually watching him uh, the other night and like as uh, as I was watching it because I was very I'll watch maybe like five ten minutes of this thing at the bottom I see scrolling in there you see the little uh check mark showing that it's a um what do they call them like uh verified verified user uh, it's an instagram verified user it's henry cavill and he just jumps right in the middle of this the stream as zachary levi is talking and he says who's your favorite superhero and zachary did not see it <laughs> but i just love that and then he came in later on and prodded again and asked the second time which was just kind of funny so and i uh apparently zach didn't know uh that second time as well that Henry Cavill had done this but somebody had like kind of tipped him off and he sent out a message on Instagram and uh, he took a screenshot of Henry Cavill asking a question and he said Superman is watching So he just says, oh, uh, you cheeky to Henry Cavill. So it's kind of funny. But oh. I just love the fact that uh, for whatever reason, you know, uh, Henry Cavill's just doing whatever he does. And he sees it like, oh, Zach's doing a live stream. I'm just going to jump on there and kind of troll him a little bit. Those two are having fun, which just I'm going to admit fuels my speculation that he has like a cameo in the Shazam movie in some form or fashion. Yeah. Those two are way too thick as thieves for this just to be coincidence. Yeah, I, I would I would uh, I would say that as well. <laughs> well, going on to the Batman news. Um, I don't really. So what's this about Jake Gyllenhaal? Because I, I, I did not read the story, so I'll have to rely on you. Jake Gyllenhaal is actually he's actually a spokesman now for a watch company called uh, Santos de Cartier, and so they had a little promotional video uh, of him kind of like talking about uh, the watch and then some of the stuff he's doing right now. And it was like kind of like a little bit of an interview. And they actually asked him a question about the Batman, and they said, you know, you know, is his next? Is he going to be the next Batman? They had asked him, and 
he just uh, kind of quickly laughed and he says, wow, that's a very difficult question. And he emphatically said the answer to that question is no. So it just makes you wonder is like, is he really being, you know, emphatically no about this or is it, you just can't trust him. We can't trust any of these people. Yeah. We can't, we can't trust any of these people. It just can't. So a lot of people were kind of taking, a lot of people were kind of taking it as like, well, that's definitive. Like he's not in a role. I'm like, mm, I don't necessarily take it that way. No, these people lie. These people lie all well, the time. They have to. Yes. They're, they're told to. Yeah. They're legally required to lie. <laughs> It's, They're re- it's weird. required to be confidential about their roles, especially on some of these films. Oh, well. Well, talking about our current Batman, Ben Affleck, you know, we reported last week about the story about how Ben Affleck FaceTimed that young Zimbabwe boy, uh, Makuta Makuta, who was a cancer patient at a special hospice in Atlanta. And uh, I believe it was actually, was it? It was today, wasn't it? Or it was Thursday? It was Thursday. It was yesterday. Oh, yesterday from us recording. Uh, but on Thursday, uh, the young boy did pass away from cancer. Um, Tim, you actually got to watch the uh like the the atlanta news report didn't you yeah i did i I put it on and just kind of watched the the coverage on it and it's just so heartbreaking man i mean scott you know you know you and i are both you know fathers of a couple kids and and there's just it's so incredibly heartbreaking seeing any kind of young child die uh i mean this 11 year old young kid and just had such a hard life was a refugee from the republic of congo um he was at a refugee camp for a long time in zimbabwe Uh, he is him and and some of his family was able to get asylum here in the United States, but his mother was still back home in a refugee camp. And so he, you know, he was trying to see if he could, as he knew he's dying, he's trying to see if he can get reunited with his mother. And Ben Affleck was actually trying to help with that. But it, it, the, the time was not on his side, unfortunately. And uh, it just wasn't able to happen. He was able to FaceTime, uh, actually, I think Skype with his mother. It was Skype. He actually Skyped his mom before yeah, he passed away. So. From the refugee camp. But it's just ugh, it's so heartbreaking. And the, the video was heartbreaking because, you know, they were just with the boy in the hospital and with the little news segment and you just see that you know he he just didn't have long to live and it just breaks my heart man it really does uh so but you know ben affleck followed up with a tweet when he heard the news and he says makuta was a strong and brave young man sending my heartfelt condolences to his family and uh so it's just it's just one of these things you know you talk about you know the stuff that we love and you know for ben to be able to kind of go out and do whatever he was able to do uh, to try to give some kind of happiness and some kind of comfort to Makuta, you know, before he passed away. Just, it's it's very sobering. Yes. Well, let's move on to something that's a little, a little I'm not sure if it's uplifting, but it's uh, a little more interesting. It's some interesting news. Uh, apparently the Batgirl movie's back on, possibly, maybe, we don't know. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter had an exclusive reporting that Christina Hodson, who we've heard her name come up a few times in the geek world. She's uh, riding the Bumblebee spin off movie for Transformers, and apparently she has been tapped to write a new script for the Batgirl movie since Joss Whedon has stepped away. Uh, Hudson has also written uh, Unforgettable, which apparently came out last year, starring Rosario Dawson and Katherine Heigl, and has been uh, a big name, like in the black, got like three scripts on the blacklist, and she's kind of hot to trot. Um, Now, we had previously reported back in November of 2016 from... Umberto Gonzalez at the rap that she was reportedly also developing a Harley Quinn slash Birds of Prey movie that uh, so apparently she's been hanging around Warner Brothers and sort of the DC films so I guess that's where they uh, so the question is like did she write that Birds of Prey movie is she moving on to Batgirl like this just causes more questions to come up uh, I do however want to correct one thing that I saw on the internet and, and ironically uh, not ironically but surprisingly it came from 
variety. Uh, in the variety story reporting about um, Hansen writing the Birds of Prey uh, Batgirl movie, uh, they commented that she worked on the WB series Birds of Prey, the show that lasted one season in the 2002, 2003, in the early days of Smallville. And that is not correct, because I actually went through and I checked the writer of every single episode on Birds of Prey, and she did not write an episode of that show. So don't put that, don't pin that on her. Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem to make a lot of sense because that was, what, 15 years ago? The Birds of Prey yeah. TV show? And she's a pretty young uh, lady. Uh, but I, I just, I, I'm kind of actually excited about her. The fact that she's gotten three different scripts on the Blacklist. And for those of you who don't know, the Blacklist is basically, it's a rundown uh, annually of like the top screenplays in Hollywood that haven't been produced yet. Been produced, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, to, so, I mean, these are like the ones that are like, you know, people know like, hey, these things are good and somebody needs to jump on this thing and make a film out of it. And so the fact that she's had three different scripts show up on that list is, is pretty phenomenal. It, it gets me a lot of hope about her and what she's done. Now, to kind of like add to that, uh, Umberto Gonzalez of The Wrap has said that the he's heard from his insider that the studio is actually pretty high on what Hudson was able to do with the Birds of Prey script. And that and what he's hearing is that that script is actually out currently looking for directors to actually pick it up and take and run with it. Hmm. Okay. So well, what was the, when was when that when was that story? Because I remember like the the original one we talked about was okay. So that was part of that was something he published. He said that this week on when the when the news broke. Yes. It's kind of exciting news and like because we had heard you know way back when that the the Birds of Prey was actually the way it was described it was considered to be like a Harley Quinn solo film and that later on it became like Harley Quinn with the Birds of Prey being a part of it and so it I I would say at this point we don't know if it's going to be Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey or if it's going to be flat out just a Birds of Prey film but it's something along the lines of of those ideas that were being developed okay well speaking of scripts uh, Dwayne Johnson was doing an interview with Yahoo Movies since his new movie Rampage came out this weekend and he reported that the Black Adam script is in that he says it's great and that they're working on it and so he said if things come together in the way we anticipate them coming together it feels like a 2019 movie in production mm, yeah that's good he um it's uh I would encourage you to go look for that Yahoo movies video it's he's actually pretty sincere like he, it looks like he's like like he's very much engaged in the idea of like getting this thing going and getting it done uh but he does say a couple things there like that I kind of found interesting like he said he wanted to make sure that uh, they nailed the tone with Black Adam, that uh, he wants to make sure the film is badass, but he said he wants to make sure that they're also serving the mythology properly, but then also make sure that they can have intrinsic DNA tied to a lot of other properties in DC. So, uh, it's just kind of like adding to the idea that, you know, this wants to be part of that greater shared universe that we call the DCEU. Well, I'm I'm happy with that. Bring it on. So, that's kind of new news. We haven't really heard much about that film, so uh, it's kind of good to hear that, like, things are at least progressing on that. Well, he's a little busy. <laughs> he's just constantly he's wearing his like little safari you know outfit that he always wears and like doing all the different films is, is he still do that with every film I, I i don't know i just saw jumanji the other day yeah and that was that was so much fun yeah so fun oh and my wife is actually kind of intrigued by rampage so we might i'm not sure if we're seeing that or not but okay she's she's raised an eyeball about it uh, I'm, i want i'm trying to convince my wife to go see a quiet place she won't do it because <laughs> oh, like well. I, i've been hearing like like it's a it's a it's a really intense experience in the movie theater yeah so, exactly oh uh, well the struggles we have scott <laughs> well trying to convince our wives to see films I, that we want to see <laughs> <laughs> doesn't happen Okay, so is Joaquin Phoenix still kind of playing footsie with Joker and not telling us 
what's going on with this movie. Is that what is it? Well, kind of. I mean, he he goes in a little bit more detail. Uh, Steve Weintraub over at Collider actually got a poolside interview <laughs> with poolside. With a, really? Poolside, yeah. Okay. So he's is, is like a very informal type setting. Normally, you know, you, you're sitting into like a, you're sitting in like uh, like a hotel room with a couple chairs, and they kind of roll people in and out. Uh, you know, when they're doing these little uh, publicity tours and all that. And he actually kind of got some extended time with them, and so kind of went on and talked about you know what you know he, he asked uh, Joaquin you know do like franchise or superhero roles interest you and Joaquin kind of went on and kind of talked about some of the same kind of stuff we talked about before that you know he said it really kind of depends on the character and who the filmmaker is and that you know he doesn't really refuse to do anything just based on a genre and he said like with superhero movies he says he, he imagines them the way that westerns used to be and he says at some point someone comes along and says you know wait a minute you know we can actually explore something really interesting here and uh you know there's a lot of humanity to the character and he says i think that there's that potential with any movie and so that he acknowledged that he's actually had meetings and he's gotten close to a couple things you know which we know about dr strange but he said he's gotten close to a couple different things uh and he says you know because he's had his thought you know there's there's something in that character that might be interesting but ultimately it just didn't really work out so weintraub kept pressing and he says well does does it does a film need to be big budget or popular and i like his philosophy on this. He says, you know, who cares about it if it's popular? And he goes, something, sometimes having a limited budget might be really good. And and he says something about it with a limited budget that you have to work really hard uh, to adapt to the budget. And maybe that creates something interesting as a filmmaker. Yeah, and then he went on to say if he'd be interested in the Joker role. And he says, once again, he's saying, I don't know about that movie or character specifically, but I was thinking about it's interesting with comics. And he says that he's been talking with different writers and artists and that how they're different interpretations so he's just he's he, and then he just really just starts to kind of talk in circles and shut down yeah so i mean that's where he realized he was saying too much <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so that's so really there's not a lot to report about that yeah and every time we've seen his interviews and that's why we keep reporting on him because he he clearly seems to be trying to duck things so clearly i think it's i think it's evident that he's had discussions and he's definitely considering things and if you look at what something like a scorsese produced film might do or look like a Todd Phillips, you, you know that they're going to try to do something really interesting. And so that's kind of right up his alley. So I, I kind of feel like they're at that stage where they're trying to figure out, is is this something he wants to do or not? Yeah. Well, let's kind of, I think we're getting ready to sort of wrap up this episode, but we've got a little bit to talk about with TV uh, because there have been some set photos taken from the Titan show filming in Toronto for the DC streaming service. And we actually got to see um, actors in character-ish. And that has character-ish, which has also led to some the internet being the internet. <laughs> Overreactions, yeah. As the internet is wont to do. But in these photos, we get to see we get to see Beast Boy, we get to see Raven, we get to see Starfire, we get to see the actor who plays Dick Grayson. And apparently, I missed this completely. I heard about the fallout from it, but apparently some people had some really awful negative things to say about the actress or the costume or whatever they said about the person playing Starfire. I don't know what was said. I've gathered that it was mean, nasty, and inappropriate. I'm sure it was. Very, I didn't see it either, but I'm sure it was very internetish. <laughs> yes, very internetish. Yeah. Uh, but once again, I appreciate the fact that the actress who plays Starfire, who was the target of all of that, basically called them out on the crap. Yeah. And what she 
said was, I hated that this is the first picture people are seeing. It's out of context, and it's a misinterpretation of the incredible character I get to play, and also a misrepresentation of the phenomenal production behind it all. The hate speech that followed was deplorable, and though I am highly unbothered, I do want to use this as an opportunity to say that tearing people down is not something that I tolerate for myself or anyone else. Too often, social media is abused by some who find refuge in its anonymity and detachment it provides. Amen to that. Yeah. Uh, misused as a tool to harass, abuse, and spew hatred at others. This is weak, sad, and a direct reflection of the abuser. You go, girl. Yeah. Fantastic. It is fantastic. And, and there's so much truth of that about anim- anonymity of, like, Twitter. It seems like some of the worst behavior comes out on Twitter. And it's always people that don't, you know, their real names aren't out there. Don't have a profile pic. Yeah. They don't have a real name. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, as much grief as we give about Facebook, uh, the one good thing about Facebook is you have to have a real name to actually get a profile. And, and, you know, some people find ways around it. But for the most part, it's like majority of like real people's names. And I think that really does kind of keep people in check. So so thank you so much for that, because I'm looking at the picture that apparently is like causing the storm. And it's like they're in coats. They're outside. It's Toronto. <laughs> it's cold. They're not even shooting. Yeah. You know, it's like the, and, and we've seen enough costume shots between Hawk Dove and Robin to go. They are going to be some awesome uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. for this show so stop freaking out about some behind the scenes picks. yeah so amen I agree with that 100% alright well guys that's it for this week's podcast I mean it's it's a it's sort of a slow news week anyway and we actually have to intentionally make it a little short because we're kind of busy t- uh, this weekend so we want to thank you so much for listening and uh, but as always we want to hear from you so Tim how can they reach us yeah you can reach us probably best on Twitter at Suicide Squadcast and then you can also reach me individually at Alan Fire and then you can reach me at scottdc27 or you can email the show at suicidesquadcast at gmail.com we love interacting with you so please do not hesitate to reach out also remember that you can find us individually on Vero you can find the show and the network on Facebook and our website suicidesquadcast.com and as Tim mentioned earlier in the show if you if you can uh, we'd really appreciate your support at patreon.com slash squadcastmedia uh, we've got one, three, five dollars a month whatever if you feel like we deserve it and you want to help us keep the lights on please feel free but at five dollars remember you get access to the to the uh, exclusive rss feed with all of our additional content yep all right well we're gonna have to call this one a a night for tonight guys and we want to thank you again for listening and please whatever you do this week make sure you go out and keep reading some dc like action comics 1000 that's right (laughs) see you guys bye going on and on about the costume. I mean, it's just crazy. It's like, my gosh, you know, I wish we had a policy that if somebody feels like they have to say something, that they say it, and it gets locked down for like 10 minutes. And then after 10 minutes, they have to decide whether or not they really want to say it. Well, I have even a better solution. I believe in the Suicide Squadcast solution. You know, that's even better. I'm with you on this one, Scott. Let's do it. For you, trolls. Goodbye, trolls.
So this is real interesting to me because I've, this has always been kind of like a mystery to me. Like exact, hold on a second. I am not recording right now. What? I don't know what's going on. It's like stuck. Did, was it recording at all? Yeah. I mean, I got the first 11 minutes. Okay. I'm at 14 minutes right now. Okay. So it just, so whatever it was, it just did it a short while ago. So I don't know what's going on. I'm going to go ahead and hit stop. Do you want me to hit stop? Yes.